0: Hey, it's Deacon here. I'm hosting a new workshop called Hiring Secrets to help you find the right people who will take your business to the next level. Join me live on April 6th, and I'll show you my biggest secrets and tools to building a high-performance team. Get all the details at deaconbradley.com, click the Hiring Secrets link in the menu, or check today's show notes for all the links you need. Now, let's get back to the podcast. (laughs) I'm not saying you shouldn't hire an agency, but you should know a lot more about how they work so that you can make the right call for your business. Hello, and welcome to the Sharp Business Growth Podcast, the show for CEOs who want to create healthy business growth online. I'm your host, Deacon Bradley, alongside Justice Marini, And on today's show... I'm taking you behind the curtain at a typical advertising agency, digital marketing agency. Uh, I spent seven plus years of my life in this world. It was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, But there are also some things that you should know about how they work, how they think, how they operate so that you can get the most bang for your buck. Make sure it's fitting in right with your business, your expectations, and and really what you need because it's kind of like... so justice. I gotta, there's this metaphor. We were talking a little bit about finance before this starts. Yep. And this metaphor comes to mind because uh, first of all, I'm an Enneagram five. So I have to know how things work. Maybe that's kind of the Genesis of this episode, but I found that I'm able to make better decisions if I know how things work. And one of the things that has been driving me absolutely insane over the last year is this phenomenon of Robin hood. Yeah. Do you know why it drives me crazy? Why? Because nobody's talking about how they make money. And so, okay. So like Robin hood, for example, Oh gosh, i I can already tell I'm going to have to keep this short because I'm like launching into this whole. I know like this is my belief system. So I'm going to cut this short. So Robin hood is like, it's fantastic marketing. First of all, you know what Robin hood steals from the rich gives to the poor. Yes. This app is like democratizing stock trading so you too can be wealthy just like Wall Street. Uh what they're not telling you though is that they make money by selling your order flow. So when you trade a stock on Robinhood, uh the price that you get is a little bit more expensive than you needed to pay. And huh. guess who gets that money? Robinhood. Robinhood and Wall Street, the same people that they're like, you know, against. So Ah, oh, what? It's, <laughs> I find it maddening. I mean, it's a perfectly legitimate business model, but to be so, uh, like not transparent about how it works or who's paying for it. It's there's no free lunch. Like right. that's always right. true. Right. There's no free lunch on Robinhood either. And so, I guess I kind of start this episode with that as a story because, like, hey, Robinhood's is a great platform. You can make money there. You can invest. You can do all these things. Uh, but I would want you to be well aware of that you're also paying for it.
1: Yeah. No, it's <laughs> totally. So,
0: and so as we talk about agencies, I think they're a fantastic tool. If I were running a business right now, I would hire an agency to run those ads yep. in most cases. Yep. Uh, but I know how they work really well. And that's kind of some of the stuff that I wanted to talk about here today, Justice. And, um, and I think this will be fun because I kind of like, I'm coming from, I need your help because I'm coming from this world of like, I've seen it so much. I kind of just feel like everybody knows it. Right. I know that's, <laughs> yeah. I know that's not true. And it's you work not. with so many business owners that don't know it, but also are looking kind of outside in that they want agency help. You know, if I could just hire an agency, that yes. kind of thing. Yes. Uh, and they, I, yeah, I just want everybody to know what I know about agencies. <laughs> this is this is really
1: important. And I think this is, for those of you that listen to our podcast that have worked in an agency or run an agency, you, what we're going to share today, you're like, yeah, you, you listened because you agree and you get it. Um, but there, there are other people who are not a part. And I was just on a coaching call with a bunch of e-commerce entrepreneurs who are growing their brands. And they all have this feeling of, I cannot wait till we're bringing in the revenue numbers that I can just hire an agency and get this thing off my plate. Like this is going to be great. I cannot wait till I can hire an Amazon PPC agency and I don't have to log in. Literally, we had a student that said, um, I went in to go deal with my Amazon listing and just stuff. And he goes, and I just closed out of it. I didn't even, (laughs) I, and it was stuff that I know I need to look at and I didn't even do it. I've been and, there. <laughs> yes. And every head in the room was like nodding. Like they all were like, yes. And one of the coaches has run an agency, uh, a Facebook agency. And uh, he was like, we get it. Yes. Like the pain is very real for like people when it comes to trying to run something that they know could potentially bring in a lot of revenue, but is Feels like a foreign language that they're always behind on learning. Like the language is always changing.
0: And so they're going, wait, but I just thought I learned it. Yeah. And what you're getting at there are all of the pros in my pro list here of why you should hire an agency because they are fantastic tools and they are saving people huge headaches, yes. allowing them, yes. you know, I mean, this is really what commerce is all about, right? You do what you are good at. I'll do what I'm good at. Yep. And as a result, it's like two plus two equals five. Like this is commerce in action. Agencies doing what they're good at. So you don't have to. Uh, so they, they're, they're great at their channel. These channels change so fast. You don't, you do not want to be the <laughs> person keeping up with it. It's a full-time job. Even if you are just looking at Facebook or just Google yep. or just YouTube or just Amazon, like each one of those in and of itself will take your entire yes. 40 hour work week just to keep up with stuff and manage it. Yep. Uh, and man, the execution can take, that can be a grind. Yep. Uh, so yeah, the, all of those reasons you're talking about for hiring an agency are a hundred percent valid and yes, you should want to get there if you're a business owner. Cause it's, it's so much better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think something that's
1: really important for, for people to know in this process is this is something that you have seen, like you have seen companies come in and use the agency well, and it prove to be really profitable, really, really great at growing their business. Um, and you've also seen people misuse it. And I will say as an entrepreneur, before meeting you and seeing the inside and hearing about the inside of like an agency, that there is this mythical feeling about the agency that you guys can solve
0: all issues. Ah, uh, like, uh, like there's a, an ATM yes. in the back yes. room yes. that yes. we know the code to. Yes. Yes. And, <laughs> yes. and if you show up and we accept you, yes. I will enter the code yes. and it will spit out money for you. Yes. And yeah, Facebook I wish that's tells how it works. Yes. <laughs> that's
1: what it's like in our mind. Um, but I will say, I know you're going through the pros. One of the pros of an agency, like we often as entrepreneurs don't think about how much free mental space helps your business. That you not having to think of something that takes a lot of heavy lifting, you not having to think about that literally allows you to focus more time on other important pieces of your business. Or, oh my gosh, maybe your family, maybe just home, maybe just being able to go play around a round of golf because you don't have
0: to think about this thing as much as you did. My hunch is everybody listening to this right now is sold that agencies <laughs> will help save them time. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> this is all true. I don't think we need to sell the agency model. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe let's just dive in and talk about, in, in really no particular order, just like some of the things that I'd want you to be aware of. It's huge. Uh, I'll throw them out there and you yeah. tell me what you think and we'll yeah. just dive in uh, a little bit deeper. And I've got, I've got a list here in front of me uh, there's no way we can get through the whole thing. I've been in the agency a long t- agency world a long time. So my list is probably too long here. Uh, <coughs> let's just start off with, with this one, uh, justice agencies have their own capacity and scaling challenges. This was something
1: you said that I didn't consider un- until you said it. Like when we were going over this and I was like, Oh yeah, you talked about your role was essentially to fill your teams like jobs up like their time up. And so, can you like that was eye-opening for me. I never thought about it, but it's like
0: a no-brainer. Duh. So, so here each of these things that I'm going to go through is like, "Hey, I think you should know this." In your mind, think of these all under a heading. It doesn't say agency cons. It just says reminder. Agencies are business owners too. Yeah. So everything that we're talking about, you're trying to grow your business. You're trying to maximize your results. Everything I'm going to share with you is the exact same thing on the other side. So when we're talking about agencies have their own capacity and scaling challenges, uh, for an agency, we, uh, when I was looking at our financial reports, we, we organized them kind of like an e-commerce business or like anyone who sells physical products. Uh, and we actually would put our media buying team under the account cost of goods sold, hmm. because that's what they they were to us, and, and I don't mean that in a <laughs> demeaning sort of way, <laughs> but just the, the way that we had structured our business was that the media buyers, when we paid their salaries, that was our cost of goods sold, hmm. and so I had a a Cogs number that I needed to cover, uh, and if I was paying a certain amount for Cogs, I needed to see a certain amount of profit on top of that, hmm. meaning I needed to get them to as close to full utilization as possible. Now, what does that mean for you as the business? Well, it means, um, that if your, your particular team that you're working with has a lot of bandwidth now, they probably won't for long. Mm -hmm. And we don't, the agency doesn't want them to have more bandwidth because that is essentially raising their cost of goods sold. So as an agency, you're always trying to find this balance of how do I put Enough effort into justice's business that I feel good about the service I provide, that I'm fulfilling what I, what I promise that it allows justice to, to think highly of me as an agency, but no more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That's the ceiling. Yeah. So that's something there that they're always thinking about. Uh, and, and as far as scaling goes, it's like, well, you don't just, you know, call up your manufacturer and have them send you a new media buyer. Mm. You have to go recruit, hire, train. Now, now your cogs has gone up again. So you might suddenly need to sell a few more accounts or it's this, it's this interesting balance of running a service business where you're constantly balancing capacity and trying to keep it at about 80 to 90% full. And to do that, the knobs that you have is basically like your pricing. Yeah. You can turn it up or down, yeah. uh, You can hire more people to expand capacity, but you do not want that to dip too low. So I guess that's the thing I'd want to keep in mind is that the the people operating your account have to do a lot of other things too, just to make their business profitable.
1: That's huge. That's huge. Often we don't think about this other business is a business. Like this other agency, it is a business. What's the next one? Or what's
0: another one I should say? Uh, Another one on the list here. They're not actually They're Okay. They're paid to spend your money. How's that? Just to summarize it. So most, most agency models in the advertising world, this is, this goes back a long ways. Typically it was the business model was, well, we get a 15% cut of the media buy. That was kind of standard. There's been a lot of different innovations on that and changes, but at the end of the day, most agencies get paid a cut of what you spend on your advertising. So over to you, justice without me extrapolating on that further, what's kind of your take, I guess. <laughs> it's a, it's a weird
1: thing to think that I'm giving you money to spend. Like I, I your job is to spend my money. That to me is, it's just a fascinating, th- like, way for business to work to go, okay, here's my money. Now I, I need you to go spend it. So I'm actually going to pay you to go and spend it and hoping that you spend it in a way that gets me a really great return. Um, which makes me in my mind, I go, so you should really know that you're ready to hire an agency. Cause, cause if not, you may be able to do it internally with better results until like flat rate. costs. Yes. Yes. But to
0: know that someone else is not just spending my money, but getting paid to spend my money. So the, the pricing model is basically like I would teach anyone that I worked with. It's, it's a value-based pricing model. And so if, if we're a performance-based advertising company, if I'm spending a lot of your money, Justice, it must mean that we're getting a return. And, you know, we'll put an asterisk on that part, but it must mean that, uh, that we're getting a return. That's why I spent more. So because you're enjoying a greater reward, I, as your agency partner should also get a greater reward. That's essentially kind of the thinking behind that, that pricing model. What goes kind of unsaid in that model is that if there is ever a time when it might be better for you to hit the pause button, or maybe you're not fully prepared to run ads on a new offer or, or anything like that. Uh, we only get paid to run ads. So we're mm. probably going to run ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't mean that in like a n- look, I have a huge amount of respect for, for the agency world. I, I obviously spend a lot of time in it. I have a tons of friends in it. They all have very high integrity in any case. There are there are always inherent conflicts of interest. And, and this I think is one of those where great agencies will will they'll definitely say, like, hey, you know, let's let's pause this for now and this mm-hmm. isn't getting what we want. Mm-hmm. But they and this kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with capacity. Mm-hmm. If I were to pause your account, Justice, I still have a cost of goods sold mm-hmm. issue. Yep. So and a capacity issue. Yeah. Which means I can save your seat but I'll have to invoice you for it or I can let somebody else sit down in your seat and you potentially lost your thing. So that's when agencies are like, when you quite often businesses are all, Hey, can we just pause? It's hugely problematic for the agency business model Uh just for how it works. And so it's quite often easier to just limp along yeah. with a little bit of spend or find yeah. other places to spend money just to avoid that whole problem. And so uh, if I, if I were talking to you and I want, there's something that I wanted you to understand about the agency business model. It's, it's that these first two that we talked about one, they only get paid when you spend money. And two, because of this capacity issue, they can't have empty seats Mm-mm. and they can't save seats for later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it you know one way when when you were talking about this it reminds me of my friend he he worked at um a really large law firm but it was billable hours and his partners were trying to always get him more billable hours and were trying to work him more cuz they get paid the more hours he has to spend on a case and Ouch. and it wasn't <laughs> yeah and so it wasn't that they weren't of integrity they were, I think, very integrous, but they, it wasn't that they, they were always trying to find new work to work on for their clients. Yeah, there's,
0: there's no hope of running out of yeah. work or, yeah. or going home early. Yes,
1: <laughs> exactly. So th- there was always stuff to be done. There was always stuff to, to find and, and do that the partners were looking for to put him to work because he had a high billable hour rate. Um, so it, it reminds me very much of like the law firm, the, the big law firm.
0: Kind of a sub point under here, and you brought this one up, and I thought it was very, very smart of you to notice. So they get paid to run your ads. Uh, and then you made the observation, they're not paid to prepare you to run ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. This is
1: this is only because I know you. So you have brought me into this world, and now as a coach to e commerce entrepreneurs. I am now, it has become more and more clear. But before I met you, I had no idea. It was, hey, I, in my mind, it was, I have this thing. You do stuff with Facebook, don't you? Yeah. Help me sell it. <laughs> That's not what they're there for. Hopefully, you've done the due diligence and the work that you have a selling thing a thing that sells. And what you want to do is you want it to sell more and you want to utilize the genius of an agency and their ability to pour fuel on your already sellable <laughs> thing. And I did not know that. And so they're not there to help you find out who is your ideal person, who is the avatar, what is the messaging. Like they can help you there. They, they'll, they will work with you and bring ideas hopefully you're coming to them showing, look, it's already selling.
0: I would highly recommend you do that homework yourself before you hire an agency. There's a handful that I know can do that and they can do it well. They're very expensive. Yeah. Very expensive. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: that is something I I really, and I don't think there's an agency out there, a good agency out there that wouldn't agree with me and go, please, golly, do you know how much time you'd save us if, we had clients coming in the door that already
0: knew that their thing was yeah. tracking. It, even the agencies who can do it, that's the hardest part to scale. Yes. they would, It's so much better if you show up ready to play.
1: Yep. Yep. And I would, before meeting you, Deacon, and before working with, in, with e-commerce people, um, I thought, just get an agency and they'll make it work. They'll make it sell.
0: We're going to come back to that point at the end kind of our grand finale point <laughs> that you and I talked about a little bit and I'm in like this part just <laughs> it drives me crazy. Yeah. So we're going to get we're going to get back to that one in a second. Yeah. Another thing that that I want to bring up is just remember these are these are business owners, right? Um there's this story and I tell the story very badly. So I hope <laughs> you're listening at 2x speed right now uh, if you're podcast listeners like I am. Uh there's a story of this locksmith, you know, and he goes out to do the job, and and you know, guys like, hey, I'm locked out of my house. It's 100 degrees. This this is terrible. Locksmith is like, oh, no problem. Boom, <laughs> lock is just instantly unlocked. Uh, that'll be 150 dollars. Guys, like, what? 150 dollars for like? Are you kidding me? So the locksmith is like back at the shop. It is locksmith locker room, I guess. Yeah. Throw a dad joke in there for you uh, at the old locksmith locker room. And he's telling his friend, his friends about this. And they're like, Oh yeah, big mistake there. Rookie. When you go out to the job, you need to spend at least five minutes messing around with your tools. Make sure you really jiggle that thing around in the lock for quite a while. It should, there should be lots of rattling. You should, you know, if you can get some sweat on your brow, that would be ideal. But, uh, At the end of that, when you ask for $150, they will be thrilled. (laughs) I love that. And the, the the point I'm getting at here is that as an agency, it is in your best interest. If this is really hard to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, it's, there's this been interesting phenomenon been going on. I am more steeped in Facebook than Google Mm. in Facebook world. Facebook advertising for years was incredibly complicated. We would run a campaign that had maybe 150 different ad sets in it. Each one would have three to five ads in it. So we're talking hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of ads for one campaign. Really? And like, that was complicated. Tell you what, easy to sell. Just as here's how you do this. Do you want to set up a thousand ads for yourself or would you rather me do it? Right. Yeah. So easy to sell. Facebook is... Changed a lot. I mean, they change every quarter. It's really annoying. It, they've been trying to simplify things. So, and they've been pushing people like, stop tinkering with your campaigns, stop messing with them. We're trying to simplify everything, let the machine do the work, mm. all of this kind of stuff. Guys, it's still really hard. Mm. But as an agency, it's almost it's easier for somebody to look in their ad account and be like, whoa. I do not know what that wire does or why is that plugged in? You know what? You guys just handle it. It's much easier. And so oftentimes agencies, they basically get paid to tinker and build stuff. Yep. And it's kind of, they're not thinking like this, but it's in their best interest as far as establishing value. If it looks really hard. Yep. But it maybe doesn't have to be that hard all the time. Uh, All that to say they're somewhat motivated to overcomplicate things because it's all they do. All they do is run ads. So they're going to, they're so good at it. that It's going to be complicated.
1: Yeah. I think that's, I think that was, that was not something I was aware of, but it makes a lot of sense if it was oversimplified and we just show it, if, if it was as simple as maybe you knew that it was, even if it did need your help. You were incentivized to say it's like really hard so they're like,
0: oh, please do your thing. Like, don't, like, I'm going to leave this to you. <laughs> we joke about this story from back in my agency days where we had an account that was, when they came in, they were probably spending about 10 grand a month. We grew them very quickly to about 200 grand a month in profitable ad spend. So like, think about how fast that business grow, grew. And, and then we got fired and replaced. You know who they hired to replace us? Who? The guy who packs boxes in the warehouse. Stop. I kid you not. (laughs) They looked in there and were like, well, this looks easy enough. Maybe I'll just have that guy do it when he's not packing boxes. Stop it. So that's what I, that's probably the story I should have told instead of the. Oh my gosh. Wait,
1: real quick. (laughs) Do you have any idea how it did after they hired the guy that packs
0: boxes? Not great. It's really hard to keep. An ad account running at that level. And this is why I'm like, wow. yes, please hire an agency. They know what they're doing. Yeah. They 100% are good at what they do, and you do not want to be doing it. Um, Wow. But yeah, you should also be aware. And like, I often try to encourage the people I work with to keep things simple. You know, why are we doing this? Let's, you know, I want it to be simple because I want. You and I often talk like as a CEO, I want a clear plate, a clear mind. I want to be able to think, uh, and I don't want over complication. And so same thing. I encourage everyone that I work with everyone that I hire to also work like that because I know they will work better if they can just simplify, they'll have space to think hundred percent.
1: Okay. So
0: the last point we
1: think is really, really, really important. Um, an agency cannot overcome poor brand strategy or the lack thereof. Meaning internally, you might have brand chaos, or I should say just marketing chaos. Hiring a really good agency does not fix that. It doesn't alleviate the fact that you do not have a promotion schedule. You do not have a marketing calendar. Um, You're using one agency for one thing, another agency for email marketing, another one, and they're not all aligned or on the same page. Um, They cannot alleviate that. And so if your plan is, hey, hire an agency and they'll handle the marketing of my brand moving forward, what we're promoting, what it looks like to our our audience or to our ideal customer, they're not going to alleviate that. You actually need someone in there, if it's not you, a marketing manager or a VP of marketing that's saying, this is where our brand is going in the third quarter. This is what we want to promote. This is what we really feel is going to bring the most value, or this is where we think it's going to bring the most revenue to our business. Without that, I and tell me if I'm wrong, Deacon, but an agency is just going to take what you give them and work with it.
0: Yeah. And by work with it, you mean spend money so that they get paid, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. And this is, this is as agencies, we talk about this all the time amongst each other. Like it's not a secret. We're probably even telling our clients that they need this person. They almost never (laughs) go out and get the support that they need because well, frankly, hiring somebody at that level is really hard and really expensive, but it's going to pay off. The what you're kind of getting at there is you're talking about marketing chaos. In my head, I'm also thinking, I also I often see the exact opposite too, or it's like a marketing flatline. What is that like what does that look like? <laughs> what does a marketing flatline so, look like? I think it looks like nothing. So this is how I <laughs> we were <laughs> we were talking to uh some agency uh, friends of ours just this week, and this is the the kind of the 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 way that I described this problem to him and he was like, Oh my gosh, yes, can I give you money to solve this problem? Is basically what he said. And the problem is this. When you were talking earlier in the episode about the e-commerce agency, they're they're like, I just want to hire somebody. I just when they finally do that, what usually happens is they hire somebody, they exhale and they sit in their lazy boy mm-hmm. and read reports mm-hmm. and ask questions. And they're like, Why isn't it growing? But they've kind of like become marketing flatline. This is zombies. Oh, like they're not they're so, no longer contributing to the marketing of the business. They what they think that they have done is outsource the marketing, but what they really need to understand is they have outsourced a channel execution. And there's a huge difference there.
1: You just dropped a, a huge bomb. I see this all the time. So wow. So this is <laughs> this is huge because they're like, great, you've got this. But the thing that I think about is no matter where, if depending on the month and I know I'm oversimplifying it, but if I, if, if Toyota is coming out with a new truck, I'm going to see that ad everywhere for that specific truck. Like they are marketing that they're making a push on this truck. Or they're making a push on the new Corolla that comes out, and it's everywhere. You might see it on a billboard. You'll see the ads on TV. It is very specific, and you can tell it's because there's someone in charge of marketing. It's coordinated.
0: It's across coordinated. channels. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of agencies involved in that, by the way. And I know they're a billion dollar company, and blah blah blah. Right. I get it. Small companies do it well too. Yes. <laughs> and and I'm okay. I'm
1: again. I might be oversimplifying or just making a grand statement, whatever, but it might be a part of the reason why they're big. It might be their coordinated marketing allows them to really focus on selling one thing or one bundle of things really well, allows them their customers to go, Oh, I want this. And for them to sell that and for it to hit revenue and hit profit and all that, all of
0: that stuff. So I'm not saying like, I am not, Listen. I have the perfect illustration for you, Justice. It is September, early September as this episode is going live. It's the perfect time. I'm going to try to blow your mind right now, okay? Yes. If you're running an e-commerce business and you're listening to this episode and you do not already have your Black Friday campaigns locked and loaded and designed, you are behind. This is it. Your campaigns should begin running... Do you want to guess when, Justice? I don't because I'm going to sound like an idiot. In October. Now, I have been in the agency game for a long time running ads. You know when most businesses are designing their Black Friday campaign? (laughs) Like two weeks before Thanksgiving. Wow. And then, here's another thing you should know about agencies. And then, it's like uh, they show up to the agency and they're like, hey, can you... Like, we've got to get this live. It's almost Black Friday. And just keep in mind 80 to 90% of that agency's book of business is doing the exact same thing. And you cannot do them all well. Wow. Because for for advertising, Thanksgiving through Christmas is the Super Bowl. And there are like 90% of the brands out there at the say sub $20 million level are. Preparing for the Super Bowl like two weeks before the game with everybody else. So this is an example of like, your agency is not going to say, hey, it's September. Are you got your campaigns loaded and planned? Like They're not going to do that. I'll tell you the really great ones will a little bit because they hate it when everybody shows up the week before Thanksgiving (laughs) and ruins Thanksgiving. So like they're learning to just try to smooth out their own problems. Wow. But as a business, like that's the part that we were just talking about. Hey, the agencies are fantastic at managing their channel. They're not running your marketing, running your marketing means planning these promotions, being prepared for them, putting them on a calendar. So, you know, from we're doing this push now, And by the way, if you're working with more than one agency, this compounds even more Jeez, because you have to have a coordinated attack for things to work well. And I almost never see that happen. It's usually like, oh, well, I hired my Google guy, my YouTube guy, my Facebook guy, my Amazon guy. (laughs) None of them know each other. None of them talk to each other. I barely have time to go to meetings with each of them. So I just ask questions about reports and complain and switch agencies. Like that's my job is to just go find new agencies because I was disappointed. When really you just need to own your marketing and get them to work together. They're they're all great at their channel. Wow, this is great. Thanks for joining us today on the Sharp Business Growth Podcast. We had so much to talk about About agencies And and it was opening up All these other conversations We actually decided To end this episode here We're going to pick it up Next week With a lot more Practical application Because I'm afraid That I have to Clean Justice's brains up All over the wall Because I completely Blew your mind Right Justice? There was a
1: lot That I was
0: I told him literally I'm
1: convicted I am very (laughs) convinced.
0: So, well, well, I I hope this was helpful. I hope it gives you some insights on how agencies think. What I really, really, really want to leave you with is how you can apply this stuff to run your business better. So we'll be talking about that next week. Be sure you subscribe to the show. See you next week.